This is Wrestling is for Girls, and we invite you to live, laugh, love wrestling with us. We're so excited to be here to talk about wrestling with you. This week, we're going to talk about SmackDown and Raw, which is pretty much per usual. I am here with Abigail, a.k.a. Jazzy A. How are you doing this week, Abigail? Uh, you know, I've lived and laughed, but now I'm ready to love, so <laughs> I'm all right. <sighs> If you're not sure what we're talking about, you will be. Don't you worry. You just keep on listening <laughs> and we will get you there. Are you ready to smack it down? I have never been more excited to smack it down with you. Never. Well, hold on to that excitement because SmackDown opens with two of the most exciting members of the roster, Grayson Waller and A-Town Clown. Just Sorry, longtime Austin favorites. <laughs> longtime favorites of the show, you know? Yep. Uh, never let us down. Always do great. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, one of them, I can't remember who it was. I think it was A-Town was supposed to have a match against Cameron Grimes. Yes, I believe that is. Oh, no, I think it was Grayson. Was it? No, because, Grayson volunteered yes, Cameron, didn't he? Or uh, Austin Theory. So oh, no, that he was volunteers from Austin for something else later. That's and that's, right. I think that's why, because he's like, I was already in the zone. That's right. Thank you. Too late right. for me. Uh, I'm so busy hating him. I can't keep track. So that's really fair. They're supposed to have a match. Cameron Grimes is, you know, I don't know what he does on his way down to the ring. And the bloodline come out and beat him up. As they do. As they do. Now, if you're like me and somehow forget wrestling from week to week and don't understand how it works every time, you think out loud, why are they beating him up? <laughs> and if you're lucky, you have a partner like me who's like, well, they just want to cause chaos. You know, so that they can get their way, right? So mm -hmm. that made a lot more sense. I was just like, I figured it was like a real like calculated targeted attack, but I think it was just, you know, whoever happened to be there. Yeah, I think they just wanted to talk. You know, like they wanted yeah. to open the show and air their grievances and screw you, Cameron Grimes. Which, I mean, you know. It's fine. They could have totally. gone about it a nicer way, but I <laughs> I would rather could hear them talk they about. have? <laughs> have you ever seen them do anything in a nicer way? That's true. So they get in the ring and Paul Heyman is, you know, on one, uh, saying mm -hmm. that Nick Aldis is the bad guy. That, you know, ouch. Um, and Nick Aldis comes out and he's like, well, you're going to reap what you sow, mouthy mouth, because now we're going to have a main event tonight. And he invokes the tribal chief. He's had enough. I don't, I mean, Nick Aldis is not a lovable character, but he takes his job seriously. He really does. I like that he's at least trying to stand up to the bloodline. <laughs> he's not going to be stepped on. He's going to come out here in his tacky little suits. And he is going to stand up for what he believes to be true. What I love about this is like just the sort of random adherence to rules, which we talk about, you know, it's like, we're not going to follow any of your dumb rules. Okay. We'll be in this match though. <laughs> like, and we you know, will we try really, match. really, really hard to find a partner. We'll do our best. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, okay, gang, he hasn't like threatened to take Roman's championship away. You could probably get away with saying fuck off for a while. Right. But 
uh paul <laughs> the look on paul Heyman's face when nick aldis is like ordering this match about you know aj and la and randy versus the entire bloodline um mm-hmm. like the affronted look like how dare you you know roman reigns is not here because roman reigns is never here the thing is the tribal chief summons you you don't summon the tribal chief get it together all this no there's like a trap you can set for the tribal chief which is like a little jet with some like Mm -hmm. mahi mahi but i mean Mm -hmm. who has that kind of no one has that those resources Except the, the thing is, chief. the mahi mahi market is—it's really tight these days. So we're all just doing the <laughs> best we can. A lot of us have turned to tilapia, and there's no shame in that. Mm, I like a good tilapia. <laughs> so we know that Roman's not there tonight. Okay, well then they either right they have to find a dude to wrestle with them, mm-hmm. or they have to have a a three on two match. So that sets the theme for the evening, and we're going to see more of this unfold in very funny ways as it moves on. Very funny. A little bit after this, we see Jimmy and Solo backstage. Jimmy being the wonderful human. I love him so much. He's so funny. Um, Just freaking out because nobody's going to tag with them. Like, he's keeping it And I mean, Jim's not wrong, right? It's like... Jim is accurately recollecting every single shortcut they took, every sneak attack they pulled, every cheat they did. Like it's he's like Black Widow. He knows that his ledger is just like dripping red. Dripping, dripping red. Well, and I love that Paul is like refusing, refusing to admit that like Jimmy's right. He's like, no, it's fine. I'll find you someone. Don't worry about it. I mean, he's got so many friends, right? Like he's got Brock Lesnar, who doesn't work here at the moment. He's got CM Punk, who's on another show. I'm sure there's lots of other people that we're going to see later that I'm just forgetting. But do you know what I mean? Like He's confident. He's got a roster of buddies. Paul Heyman is a likable dude. People are dying to be in the bloodline. For one night and reap none of the benefits, (laughs) but take all of the risk. And probably get beaten up for it by the bloodline later. This is really the equivalent of an entry level job that requires like 10 years of experience and pays $1 an hour more than minimum wage. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> and those are everywhere. I hate it. Okay. No. So we're going to see more of this unfold. We're going to see Paul really wheeling and dealing, trying to recruit some folks. Um, He's at his best on Friday. He really is. There is a tag match i'm not going to go into a lot of detail but it's um angel and umberto versus joaquin and cruz it was a really good match but a highlight of this or kind of a more important point is that carlito comes out and we haven't seen carlito in a minute um and attack santos from behind do you think that they're trying to continue this story or they're going to set up a match another match between these two because i they do that sometimes, but they also haven't really been developing a real narrative, I don't think. I mean, I feel like I feel like we got to do something with Carlito and Santos because it was deferred for so long. Yeah. I do think it's been deferred to a point where now it's like, gosh, I don't know if it really matters. We could probably let this I one know. go, but then then we have to come up with something completely new. 
to do with Carlito. And I assume that this show gets mostly written between noon and 7.59 p.m. on Friday. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I roll. I love it. Carlito. I like this antagonism between the two. But you're right. They haven't been supporting the story. And it's just kind of like, uh, do I? You've got to reinvest me. Right. I think... I think other than Rey Mysterio, we were never given a great reason to care about the LWO. Yeah. It was like, you should care about this because Rey Mysterio. It's like, okay, well, when you take Rey Mysterio out of the equation and you haven't really made me care about, I mean, I care about Santos, but I don't care as much about the other dudes, Joaquin and Cruz and even Zelina, yeah. because I don't see them that much. So it's like, well, I mean, I'm very sad that they're going through a hard time, but it's like when my mom tells me about things that are happening to distant relatives and I'm like, that is really sad for great aunt Tilly shit. I hope she's all right, but I, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, and they've built, I mean, even the popularity of the LWO was built on a shaky foundation in the sense that like, yes. like you said, one, it was Rey Mysterio Two, They're like, we're going to be in Puerto Rico. Like, that's when we're going to actually care about you guys. And then after that, it was just kind of like pfft, nothing happened. Meh. And this is a so, repeat move from them. I mean, it's why Jinder Mahal oh, yeah. was champion the first time because we were going to India. So yeah, yeah. it's, a, learn it's from the pandering mistakes. that they do. Um, So I'm ex not excited. I'm interested to see where this goes because I, I really hope they don't just like sweep these dudes under the rug. Yeah, I, I'd like them to bring it back. I love Carlito. Um, I mean, dude is in the best shape of his life, so we might as well take advantage of that. And I think that every single performer we're talking about here is like exceptionally talented. So yeah, very much. You know, let's do it. I think that happens a lot, though, in WWE. The exceptionally talented folks don't always get the spotlight they deserve, right? It's like Logan Paul. Yeah, he has a level of like talent. I mean, I get it. He's just a dickhead. Um, well, we're not saying goodbye to Carlito just yet, because after this, we see Paul Heyman backstage with <laughs> with fruit for Carlito <laughs> trying to shine an apple for him. And that apple probably tasted like crap because I feel like it's one of those like mealy gross apples. I think this is the least sexy rendition of Eve and the Serpent that I have ever imagined you know like yeah. just Heyman tempting with the apple Carlito like uh I spit in the face of people who try to pay me in apples <laughs> I do like that he went back and snatched the apple after he said no um he's hungry a, th a theme that we're going to see this evening when Paul is asking folks please come wrestle with us is like I don't give two shits about the bloodline I have something else I care about at the moment. And Carlito just wants to fight um, Santos. Like that's all he cares about. So he's right. not really like, I I got my sight set on this guy first. I think one thing we're seeing is that while well, Raw is the show for busybodies, SmackDown is the show for self-actualized individuals who are confident in their goals and purpose and do not need to meddle in the business of others. They're like, yeah, I got things I'm doing. I don't really have time for this. That's a really great comparison. Mm. Um, one of my favorite lines of the night, the apple and a yes are a package deal. <laughs> Fruit Thank ain't cheap. Holden. Groceries are too damn expensive. I feel him. 
Oh, it was so funny. Um, so uh, further backstage in another area of the arena, Logan Paul is whining about um, his black eye and how KO hurt him too much and that he's going to sue him. It's really, really that. sad for him. Um, I feel like I really wanted his shiner to be genuine because it looked rough. And uh, I'm a nonviolent person, but I'm okay with Logan Paul getting a shiner. <laughs> I know. I know. No, that makes me awful. I know. I, I totally get it. The thing that, I mean, <clears throat> I know that heels do not follow, like, the rules, right? I know that. No, they're not here with us on this planet. But it's just like he's whining about this cast when like however many months ago he was bragging about his dumb adamantium hand. So I'm just like, I don't know, dude. Like I know the rules don't apply to you because you're Logan Paul the heel, but I'm just like, can we have like a little bit of consistency? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like it's the delusion of the heel, right? Like everything they do is cool. Everything you do to them is completely unfair. So that he's going <laughs> to file a frivolous lawsuit that's obviously not. I mean, where is it going to go? Wrestling court? Is our truth going to dress up like a judge and like we're going to have different factions in the jury box? And okay, I would watch wrestling court. Dear dad. Like, it was Judge Judy style <laughs> wrestling court. hundred percent. We are pitching wrestling court to you. Um, we could make we could ask Mick Foley to be the judge. He seems very fair minded in the wrestling justice system cast-based offenses are considered particularly heinous dun, dun. <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing i'd watch the shit out of that show absolutely so can um we, yeah, before we move on can we also talk about the fact that he calls ko and i quote cheater cheater pumpkin eater that was so weird i'd forgotten about that Dude. until you mentioned it but like dude why I was like five i know like are you trying to be cute because it's you can't work that into your bit it's, it's too late that ship is sail like if our truth called someone a cheater cheater pumpkin eater that would be hilarious and adorable because it fits the vibe he's like Bailey vibe could make it, it work. doesn't work yeah it's got to be a funny guy that's it exactly So uh, after this, there is a match between Bailey and Bianca. However, I want to address something weird that happens sort of between the time when Bianca comes out and Bailey comes out, as WWE likes to do. We have another. It's not a video pack. It's a vignette. Um, it's like a we slice saw, of life. Yeah, we saw something like this. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was when like Caden and Katana were out at the club and are confronted by mm -hmm. Chelsea and Piper. Tonight, we see Butch and Tyler Bate at the pub. Having a real heart to heart. They're getting coffee. They're getting coffee. It it's coffee? a coffee date. Oh, it was coffee. It was coffee. Oh, you're right. Because they had little like coffee. cardboard cups. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It was coffee. I just, you know, I, I was like, British dudes are at the pub. That was a, it an would unfair make more stereotype. Sense, yes. <laughs> So they're having this like real heart to heart. And I'm just like, these are so weird. What are we doing with these strange, like, cause they're not really out anywhere, right? We know they're just somewhere in whatever fucking venue they're, they're at. They're in a conference it's, room. It's they're in a so weird bizarre. conference room. 
And they're like, it's... I mean, they're really like Tyler's pouring his heart out and Butch is <laughs> closed off and doesn't want to talk. Like, what the hell is happening here? I really felt like I was watching something from a Live, Laugh, Love kind of movie. You know, mm, when they're just yeah. like really talking. Like, they want to show the world British Strong Style. I did not know it was a thing. So I'm I would like to see British Strong Style. Have I been seeing it and not realized it? I don't know. I think every time you see the two of them, you are seeing British Strong Style. Okay. So, um yeah, that was just a strange little aside that I was like, what's what's happening here? So But we did I mean we did learn that the brawling brutes are over. Yes, so that's true. Brutes are gone. That's true. And I feel like that they may have been hinting that Butch will go back to his original name, which was Pete Dunn. How were they hinting that? Can I, I didn't catch it. So it was, it was like a lot of talk about, you know, who you are and things like that. Like, I just, oh. I have a feeling that, and he kind okay. of didn't answer. And I mean, like, then we can bring back the greatest, like, wrestling moniker of all time, the bruiser weight. Oh, that's so cute. So clever. How could you take that from him, Dad? That is really great. That is really great. So yeah, I I like Butch. I want to see the evolution of this. It's still weird to hear him talk every single time I do. His voice does not match him as far as I'm concerned. There's <laughs> um, no but moving, cave, man. I know. I, yeah. But moving on, we have Bailey versus Bianca. Mm -hmm. I have a conspiracy theory to share with you. Ooh. I think Bailey's growing out her hair so that she can have a side pony face turn. <gasps> I love that. I want that so much. Yes. What if that's what happened? Can you imagine she goes back to the side pony? I would die. That would be amazing. Amazing. Um, the match itself was great. I don't have a lot to say about the match because, you know, we don't really talk necessarily all of the mechanics and ins and outs. But there were a couple of times where Bailey was doing the Bailey thing, trying to distract the ref so that the rest of damage control could fuck up Bianca. And they didn't care. No. Uh, damage Very control hung her out to dry. They are not yeah. invested in her success. They've got better <laughs> shit to do. Which in some cases is staring into space. It was very like teenagers in hate with each other. It was amazing. It really was. It was very junior high. I was just like, mm -hmm. what? This is so gross, right? And after the match, a little bit later, we see, you know, Bailey is like, what the hell happened, everybody? Hi, friends who are not friends. <laughs> well, and Dakota really does this like... I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but she kind of does this thing where she's like, well, we didn't have a chance to help you, but also you need to do this on your own. It's Pick like one. Dakota one. is gentle parenting her and she's like, how does it make you feel when sometimes your friends aren't there when you need them? Yeah, I think sometimes we have to accept that our friends are nice people, but they move on. And it's not because of us, but maybe it's because of us. Does the betrayal happen at Royal Rumble? I mean, she did emphasize that Bailey could still win the Rumble alone. So I do not think she's going to have any friends in 
I don't know if we'll see the act of betrayal, but I certainly think we'll see someone from Damage Control eliminate her if she is to be eliminated. Yeah, I think so, too. But they could play it off like, oh, you know how it is, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, Bailey is smarter than all of this. Like, she knows better, but obviously she doesn't want to. She's not ready to admit it to herself that this empire that she built is you know, crumbling. She's going to be ousted. Nobody wants to be, you know, evicted from their own kingdom. That's just the way it is. They're doing the thing where they want her, like, her to quit the job. Yeah. So that they don't have to give her overtime or uh, give her unemployment. <laughs> Bailey is sitting in the desk next to the door. All of her meetings have been canceled. <laughs> She's sorting paper clips into different sizes. It's been really rough. Everybody just kind of like awkwardly leaves the room when she comes in to get more coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like she's a ghost. Mm -hmm. Poor Bailey. After this, KO, Kevin Owens, responds to Logan Paul's stupid video. Gloriously. Gloriously. I will summarize it in one sentence. But feel free to uh, add to it. Certainly. Uh, we both know my cast gives you an advantage, Logan Paul. But I'll kick your ass anyway. It's pretty fantastic. It's uh, KO is really concentrated on his purpose right now. And that purpose is punching Logan Paul in the mouth until he stops twitching. And I think that's a glorious purpose. An absolutely glorious purpose. Um, oh, this I'm I'm so looking forward to this match. I have a horrible feeling that KO will lose because of stupid reasons. I'm but I just really want him to do some damage one way or the other. I mean, if I have to accept a moral victory instead of an actual victory, <laughs> I you know that's been my whole life, and I am willing to continue that trend. Whatever we need to do. They will face each other next on next SmackDown because he's going to be a guest yeah. on the KO show. So I'm sure there's going to be another punch in there somewhere. I think there's going to be some set wrecking. I think there's going to be some poor insults on one person's side. Absolutely. That's it. the thing. I couldn't imagine trying to like verbally spar with KO. I, I would, would just quit. Lose. I would apologize. Yep. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Just clam up. Don't say anything. I'd say, I'm sorry, sir. You're correct. I apologize. Moving on. Well, speaking of moving on, we see Paul Heyman backstage again. And Pretty Deadly approaches him, saying they want to help out the bloodline. Like, they are in it. They're ready. They're willing. They're able. Mm -hmm. They're excited about it. They've got super crop tops, and they are ready to rock. They didn't realize that only one of them can jump on board. Um, and these two don't work alone. I totally get this because this is how I feel about our relationship. There's nothing that we can't make a two-man job. It is a package and, deal. Uh, when you're a package deal, you're a package deal. So all respect to Kip and Elton uh, or Kit and Elton. I'm never sure what that man's damn name is for sticking Kit, up for their twosome. Yeah. I respect it. It was pretty great. 
I loved that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think they remembered they had an appointment or something. <laughs> yes, they had to be elsewhere. They're on it's British so time. So. Well, that falls through. Paul tries one more, one more potential ally backstage. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley seems dumb to me, but you know Paul Heyman has his ways. Paul Heyman has his ways. Bobby would be a formidable opponent, mm-hmm. but Bobby also doesn't give a shit about Roman Reigns in the sense that he doesn't want to fight with him. He just he wants, wants to, to fight him. Fight him. <laughs> Which or I fight think... for him, I guess I should say. He doesn't want to fight for him. I think a theme is emerging in which many people would be happy to kick Roman Reigns' ass, but otherwise want no connection to the bloodline whatsoever. I want to see a Roman Reigns gauntlet match where, like, he just has to <laughs> wrestle. Like, any challenger that shows up, he's got to wrestle them, like, one after yes. another. That would be amazing. We missed a really glorious opportunity at Christmas to have a Roman Reigns Festivus gauntlet match in which everyone who wants to air their grievances <laughs> appears. Yes, yeah, And it's like all of SmackDown is just 38 dudes and four ladies who are here to fight Roman Reigns. Um, dear dad, it might not have to be the Festivus idea, but it's got legs. Really, really consider this gauntlet match idea. I think you could work it in really easily somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing I want to call attention to. So Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory had a match. Um, yes. Some some really good wrestling, but there was a really scary moment where there was a bit of a botched move and they had to call the match. Luckily, was- neither that I could see, neither was uh, afterward. They just had some like bruises and scratching. They weren't seriously hurt. That's what I saw afterwards, that they had some facial contusions, but yes. that was it. That fucking move was awful to watch. It was in this moment that I realized that despite all the terrible things I have said, I do not want to see Austin Theory die in front of me. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't either. I don't like him, but like, I don't wish that on him. So I'm glad they're okay. That was super scary. Like, I think... Oof. I think he took all of his body weight and all of Carmelo's body weight on his neck. Yeah, he landed really Uh, weird. Dude is so blessed. And I mean, they're both blessed to have walked away from that. It's crazy. Yeah. I think someone mentioned it was supposed to be like a Spanish fly or something, and it didn't go right. And I was like, I don't know what that was supposed to look like, but holy shit, it didn't look good. So... I think it is time to retire the rape dick pile driver, aka the Spanish fly. <laughs> oh, it's just time. I need to look up the move because I wouldn't be able to identify it. <laughs> rape dick pile driver. I only know that it's the Spanish fly when someone tells me, but I strenuously object to calling a wrestling move Spanish fly in the year yeah. of our Lord 2024. It's so it's a pile driver, a variation. Girl, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to picture it, like what it's supposed to kind of yeah. look like. But I anyway, think, that I was. I think it is a up. variation on a pile driver. Okay. I think that's correct. Well, Carmelo and uh, Austin Theory, we're glad you're okay. Mm-hmm. 
Austin Theory, I still don't like your character. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Did you want to add to that? You looked like you might have wanted to add to that. I okay. don't. I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to heap some some insults on Austin Theory after we like buttered him up. Okay. Austin Theory, I hope you die elsewhere. No, I don't mean that. I really hope you live long and prosper and feel a lot better than you must have on Friday. Um, well, okay. So Paul still has not found a partner for Solo and Jimmy. Still. And his reasoning is that there's absolutely no one good enough to wrestle with them. Definitely not because everybody said no. Mm -mm. Um, Jimmy's still worried. Jim's a little stressed. You know, the car sales are down at Jim Uso Honda. Right. He doesn't have a third. Solo's not worried. Solo's not bothered at all. Well, I mean, Solo's like the baby of the family. He doesn't worry about shit. He doesn't. He knows that, like, his mom will get someone to fix it because he's the baby. <laughs> no yeet. No yeet. Uh, now, I expected, so after this is the match, it's Randy and LA and AJ versus Solo and Jimmy and question mark. I honestly thought um, someone was going to come out. Like, yeah, yeah. To join them, but no one ever did. <laughs> like, they were really high and dry. Um, the whole roster was like, fuck the bloodline, seriously all the yeet (laughs) they really were um and i mean like that makes total sense right they're reaping what they sow uh solo and jimmy did attack randy while he was on his way to the ring so they evened it up for a little while they thumbed the shit out of him yeah (laughs) randy came back later and i love that he's like trundling out like holding (laughs) holding his throat like oh (laughs) really hurt what the hell (laughs) it wasn't cool guys Fucking HNZ. <laughs> I've decided that I really like this dark, broody AJ better than regular AJ. I do too. Pants. I like AJ Grumples. He is yeah, a real he's better. delight. He's May a lot better. Grooming yes. forever. <laughs> his black dockers. Do you know? But thanks for that, AJ. Do you know what was a real disappointment to me during this match? Ooh, what? It was that AJ and LA could not get on the same page. And I, I think that is really a shame because Phenomenal Yeah would be a great tag team name. Oh, it would. Yeah. That would be fun. It's yeah, they do not like each other. They, they can't work to, Well, I mean, LA Knight doesn't like anybody. That's true. He had a hot minute there where he kind of liked John Cena a little bit. And that was about it. Yeah, for like 12 seconds. Um... So Randy comes back, throat sore. Um, ultimately, Randy wins the match, right? Like the hero, obviously. Just as he wins at life, yes. Um, and of course, in true like bloodline style, solo attacks, you know, post-match, AJ and LA come back. Um, and now everybody's trying to murder Jimmy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then everybody's trying to murder Solo. So it's just kind of... Um, you know, pandemonium after this on the way to the fatal four-way at Royal Rumble. Can we talk about what I considered an incredible moment at the very end of the show? Oh, please. I probably missed it. <laughs> so as SmackDown is ending, like, Heyman is doing what he always does at the end of SmackDown, which is calling Roman <laughs> yeah. Reigns to debris. Yes. But, like, we pan over to the announce desk and 
Randy is proud of what he's done and AJ in Los Angeles looks slightly horrified and Randy yells at poor Solo lying there prone on the announce desk, screw his big ass. <laughs> Randy, the things that come out of your mouth are insane. Never change. Never change. I think I remember that. I would remember just thinking like, this is awkward. I think so wrestling t-shirts are getting increasingly unhinged and if there is not a screw his big ass t-shirt in a week i'm going to be so pissed i'm so grateful to whomever is making the decisions to produce these t-shirts because we're just in a really great era to be alive keep them coming i will get a second job to pay for wrestling t-shirts it's It's like i need all of these t-shirts there's so many shirts i desperately want Will I work harder to pay off my student loans or my car? No. Will I do it for WWE shirts? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Absolutely. Priorities. Anything else you'd like to talk about RE Smackdown? There is not. I am ready to move on. Let us get raw. Getting raw. Who do we see first on Monday Night Raw but Cody Rhodes? Our guy. What did you think about his suit? His suit was so ugly I could have died, but I was that TikTok sound where Steve Wilkos is like, this is your man. And the girl's like, that's my man. I'm going to stand by him. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping it was like a purple suit and the lights were just making it that ugly. And I was like, this isn't the one, Codester. This is not the suit. It was bad. It was really bad. It was like used car salesman it was like creepy baptist preacher in 1978 it was bad i just think it's really difficult to pull off a brown suit like i don't know who can do it but it's not cody Rhodes. do you know who probably could a natural flashy dresser somebody who the suit doesn't wear them they like bobby lashley santos escobar montez ford i bet they could do it yeah i think that's cody you're not them no no um just cody so i don't know if i kind of stopped hearing it for a while or if this sort of dropped out but there was i feel like there was a time when they weren't talking about cody finishing his story like we there did was like stop a talking gap. about it but he now got it's real back. distracted now he's brought it back now it's back he wants to finish the story that's why he's in the ring mm-hmm But, like, every time you're trying to finish a fucking story, somebody interrupts. Drew fucking McIntyre. He's the one man who interrupts like no one else. He really does. He is a busy body. And I feel like Cody is probably even like, man, I'm a busy body, but you are the busiest of bodies, sir. Cody's starting to question his own choices because he looks at Drew and he's like, oh, oh, God, do I dislike this because it's what I dislike about myself? Shit. Mm -hmm. Do I do that? Am I this bad? Um, <laughs> is that how I look? Okay, so um, Drew interrupts. Uh, and in classic Drew style, he tries to finesse his way into shitty, like, what is the word? Side, I can't think of the word. Backhanded compliments. Jeez, Back- yes. Drew is like, <sighs> Drew is like a bad middle manager who wants to give you negative feedback. So he makes you a shit sandwich where he says something nice. Like 
I'm so proud of you, Cody. You're such a big boy. Look how you've grown. We were best friends, weren't we? Also, you fucking suck, you loser. <laughs> it really was. It's so funny that you said, like, look how you've grown. Because I was thinking, like, when they're facing each other at one point, I'm like, Drew is so goddamn gigantic. Yes. He's Cody so huge. But Drew just like, and it's not just his height, like his whole scale. They look like two different kinds of action figures standing next to each other. Do you remember, I don't know, like the difference between a Barbie doll and a gem doll? Yes. Like they made gem dolls gigantic, I think, so that you couldn't put Barbie clothes on her. And I just remember being like, this is the worst. I feel like that's what it is. Drew is gem and Cody is Barbie. Like, Cody can wear Drew's clothes, but Drew cannot wear Cody's clothes. Exactly. <laughs> so, Drew's like, hey, man, I'm all for you finishing your story. But I gotta finish my story first. So, um, And it's, it's a story about sad nephews and lost kilts. It's, it's pretty touching. Oh, my God. So. I love that he keeps telling the same sad tale over and over again. When I won the championship... No one was around. Like, Including my nephew. I, <laughs> I haven't seen him in 18 years. He's 12 now. <laughs> the advice that he gives Cody is beautiful. It boils <laughs> down to be yourself. Don't wear too many suits. Stop smiling. <laughs> I love that he's like, you should be the real Cody, who I assume is a miserable turd like me. And then maybe we could be dashing together again. I feel like in this in this respect, Drew and I have a lot in common because I never assume that people are like as happy and nice as they really are or as they they, they appear to be. And it's like some people really are just happy and nice. I mean, I feel like Cody Rose is a little bit of a people pleaser and Drew is picking up on that a little bit. He's like... What if mm -hmm. you pleased Cody Rhodes instead of all these people? <laughs> um, he also um, threatens to eat Cody Rhodes because he dared bring Jay back and endorse CM Punk. This is a, a very unusual instance of cannibalism. <laughs> it's my second. Lot. It's my second favorite threat of this kind. My first favorite being when uh, Hangman Page threatened to eat John Moxley's ass on television. Oh God, I remember you telling me that. I that's amazing. It's a, it's a profound favorite of mine. I think about it a lot. <laughs> I mean, usually it's just like straight up murder, right? They're going to murder you. But right. This is murder and eating. It's like there's some threats that don't really work. And I think we've stumbled into some that just don't really, for one reason or another, work the way they hoped. Cody does have a great last word, though. Because he he's does. like, oh, yeah, you remember the last time we wrestled? I kicked your ass, bitch. I must really hurt you because I know you hang on to the past a little bit. Just a little bit. I know. Uh, so I'm enjoying this. I mean, you know, I they've got to have something to do with these two. So let them, let them snark at each other. I really, like, I wanted Cody to end this with, you were never dashing and you'll never be dashing. But he oh. did not. <laughs> But I, I think, like, 
Drew was just coming out here to get his feelings hurt at this point. He's like, everyone's against me, but maybe this person isn't. And he's like, oh shit, after I verbally abused them for 10 yeah. minutes, it turns out that they are also against me. I knew it. I knew it. It's like he's taking a reverse psychology approach and like doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, that's not how it works, buddy. Um, <sighs> can I mention a quick aside that's not yes wrestling adjacent so you know we always talk about how drew is like you know owns a lot of stock in just for men and really goes to town on his mm -hmm. hair and beard mm -hmm. have you seen eminem recently i haven't and i'm so afraid of what's to follow <laughs> well he i mean he's he looks fine it's just like so he's a detroit lions fan he's from detroit right and the lions are having a moment so the first playoff game Eminem was like did like a thing for it he very much is also in the just for men society like his beard is so dark and like his hair is so dark and I'm like my dude there's no way you don't have gray hair what are you doing so anyway Marshall Marshall please don't please don't I mean he's you know he's still cute little Eminem but it's just like it's it's powerful <laughs> see his beard you're like that's that's some powerful beard dye you're using my friend it's okay right. to be a silver fox it's all right it is anyway i had to bring that up because thank you for sharing uh just for men is on the radar now i want to turn to the greatest member of the wwe universe mm. our truth our mm -hmm. truth continues and I mean the writers as well. So thank you, writers who are giving us this content. Continues Seriously. to be the gift that keeps on giving, that gives us content we didn't know we needed, mm -mm. Um, but we did so badly. Our truth is selling Judgment Day merch on the side. Merch that you can actually buy now. And uh, it was my greatest wish for a long time that you could get the list of judgment day people plus our truth at the bottom and duct tape and <laughs> thank you to my co-host abigail uh showing me that it is a reality i haven't bought it yet i really want to but i'm just like can i justify it but it's so good and i mean there's also the live laugh love t-shirt so i mean it's a golden era of our truth related merch <sighs> It really is. So Archer's is selling merch on the side. Damien comes up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and these two are just like the greatest, you know, straight man, hilarious mm -hmm. guy combo. Um, and, you know, Damien's not not uh, going along with it until he sees how much money he can make from R-Truth's side projects. It's a lot. It's pretty great. I mean, that's going to pay for some mahi mahi. For real. He can't, that's like tribal chief jet money. So Damien's like more inclined now to let truth keep doing what he's doing. Our truth is concerned that he can't find Nick anywhere. He's trying so hard. I just like for so many of these interactions, I just watch Damien because like you can tell he is just struggling to keep it together like there's a level of amusement mm -hmm. he's allowed to show but i just feel like he's absolutely dying inside 
I love when he like turns away and he kind of covers his mouth with his hand. It's just like, <laughs> honey, no, we can tell and we don't blame you. We don't blame we you. We can still see you. It's like when Jay Uso like wipes his mouth with his hand. It's like, buddy, <laughs> we know that you're cracking up. What are you doing? Oh, God. Oh, gosh. So um, right after this, we have um, a tag match featuring Dominic. Mm-hmm. Um, not Tom and Nick, but Dominic and... Dominic. JD McDonough versus DIY, who's Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and Tom uh Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Uh I love that Michael Cole kind of introduces JD McDonough as, you know, McDonough, not well liked. <laughs> well liked. Not a fave. Oh, I loved it so much. I was like, Cole, that's so accurate. I uh I have a question for you. Oh, okay. How many weeks do you think it's been since JD McDonough did not painfully go over the announce desk? Like every week, this dude. He gets uh, yeah, you're right. I guess I hadn't thought about it, but he does get whipped over that thing all the time. I wonder if that's his thing. Like, just throw me over the announce desk. It's fine. Just do it, man. I can take it. I'm going to get over one of these days. <laughs> if I no, get hurt one more time, they're going to love me. Love me. Not if I have anything to say about it. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about DIY because I yeah. like them as a tag team. It's so strange to me because Finn and Damien are the tag champs right now. And DIY, it seems like they're on two completely different shows to me. Like, it's <laughs> so weird. Like, the stories that like judgment day are involved in and like the non-story that diy is doing it just like seems like different universes but like i really want these two to be tag champs like i want to see this feud i mean i honestly think that a lot of people would really enjoy seeing that i mean there's a reason that there was a this is awesome chant during that match and diy was the i mean not to take anything away from jd and Dom because you know they played their part too but like it was a great match I think mm-hmm. most people would like to see more of DIY I think dad gets himself back to these corners where like he loves DIY so he brings them back but he doesn't have anything to do with them yeah I feel like he's just like uh hey guys uh bring back DIY and doesn't like give any direction they're just like figure right. it out and it's like well we don't have anywhere to put him sir <laughs> we don't have anywhere to put them right now it's like they can't main event we're not going to be able to put them in the opening we don't really have time for a character driven story just figure it out just figure it out let me know what you do yeah just spit, i'm just spitballing here so dear dad um we've got a few items this week for you we've been kind of quiet we've kind of left it alone for a while but i think you know time time is showing that we need to really start uh bothering you again so if you could see your way to doing something really fruitful with diy that would be great the thing is, Dad, that my letters, they might not be the fan letters that you need, but they are the fan letters you deserve. So I guess just pour over them. Highlight the important parts. I'll so, highlight the important parts. <laughs> we'll help you. Um. So, yeah, it was. It was a bonkers all over the place match. DIY won ultimately. And I mean... Yeah, they're a better tag team. They're very different wrestlers. If we compare them to Finn and Damian, I think that would be a really fun match. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping we make our way there. 
Fingers crossed. Thank you. Judgment Day backstage again. Um, there's some grumping happening. A lot of grumps. A lot of grumps. Everybody's like, where have you been, Damien? What have you been up to? Doing, Damien. <sighs> well, Damien's obsessed with Drew, right? So, like, Drew is obsessed with Cody. Damien's obsessed with... Drew's kind of also obsessed with Damien a little bit. Like, like side piece. I don't know what's happening there exactly. Um, I mean, Damien has good reason to be mad at Drew, right? Like, he wants his moment. Drew denied him. But, I mean, to be fair, Damien's moment has been deferred pretty consistently. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Oh, my God. Um, as usual, JD is complaining about our truth And I'm just like, you know what, dude? I don't see you contributing in any way to the financial success of the Judgment Day. So I think right. you just need to back up. And that's kind of what Damien says. How many t-shirts have you sold in the parking lot, JD? JD, you're not even on a t-shirt. Right. Like, you're really just like, the, you're like an honorary degree holder. You didn't really go here. You don't even have the gumption to duct tape yourself onto a t-shirt. Our truth mm -hmm. is an innovator. Our truth is literally a Horatio Alger story. He is sweeping the floors in the shop and sleeping under the counter until he can get his big break one day. So, like, find your bootstraps, JD. Seriously, bootstrap your way together. in. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we have a big return after this. Ludwig's dad comes back. A.K.A. Gunther. Daddy is home. Daddy's so home. Exciting. Dressed very nicely. I liked his outfit. Kind of like a nice top. Like dark jeans, black jeans, good shoes. Like he looked good. It was a very like stylish casual look. It really good was. He wasn't Euro trashing it like he sometimes does with his mm -hmm. no socks. Um, so he's got a message of, you know, I'm amazing. I outlasted everybody in the rumble to the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Ludwig. <laughs> it's really and touching. I'm, honestly, I'm it really was. And I'm going to be in the Royal rumble. That was kind of a, you know, a quick summary. Did I miss anything? No, I, I think you did. So I really liked it when Gunther was like, I'm going to win the rumble. And Ludwig got mad that not everybody stood up and cheered. <laughs> he was, was pretty so amazing. offended so many times. And uh, when when Gunther was like, Daddy's here to review your performance in his absence, I was like, oh, God, Ludwig's going to die right in front of us. But he was so proud of him. He gave him a little hug. I feel like there's really some mixed messages. And despite that, like, encouraging hug, I feel like Ludwig's really getting, getting it from both ends. Like, I feel real bad for him. I mean... Here's the thing. I don't want to get ahead too much, but the way that Ludwig's upcoming match ends on Monday uh, without yeah. glorious, glorious victory yeah. and him running away, like, daddy's going to have feelings about that, Ludwig. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Xavier Woods interrupts. He's super mad mm -hmm. about how Ludwig beat up Kofi. Kofi's, you know, out for a while. So he challenges Ludwig to a match, and... Ludwig accepts and says he's going to decapitate Xavier Woods. 
it's pretty upsetting. Um, Ludwig, you are an 11 and we need you at like a six. He's very, very emotionally attached to these things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the office chair comes out again. <laughs> Lots yeah. of office chairs being thrown, which makes me really nervous. Uh, yes. At one point, Xavier threw the whole steps at Ludwig, and that makes me nervous. Like, whenever they throw big shit like that, where it goes anywhere near the audience in any way, I get really nervous that someone's going to die. I mean, I, I think the thing is, just because you can pick it up doesn't mean you can throw it with any accuracy. Mm hmm I think that's a really good point. Um, so after they were emptying their nuclear warheads on each other, that's an indirect quote, kind of stuff <laughs> happening there. Kind Not of unfortunate. A little unfortunate, but um, I, of course, had to write it down. Uh, <laughs> Ludwig Kaiser runs away, and yeah. the refs won't let Xavier Woods go after him, which is hilarious because every other time they let people go into the audience, but, you know, consistency. Uh, a little bit later, we see uh, Kaiser attack Xavier Woods backstage because he's mm -hmm. not done, right? He's going off and hiding. Ew waiting till xavier's alone and he attacks but who who's there who's there to help him um it's jay uso yeet and i i just want to talk about this for a minute jay is on time for once in his life he's ratcheted up the busybody level and he's like you know what if i'm going to be a successful busybody like cody maybe like drew i've really got to get it together and so he has he's got to get that body busy and how so yeah i thought that was kind of surprising like i didn't ex i really didn't expect jay but i'm always happy to see him whenever he shows up i um i think everyone who he has taken his sweet time coming to help might have some questions like um jay do you remember yeah. when i was getting beaten to death and you took eight minutes to get to the ring and did a little dance and signed some autographs and shook some hands before <laughs> arriving. Just some questions. <laughs> Building suspense. Eat. Speaking of suspense, mm. we get to see mommy. So nice. She visits her loyal subjects. I know. It's always nice to see her. Um, she's in the ring. She She's saying like, Whoever wins WrestleMania, look out. I'm going to mess you up. Or sorry. Mm -hmm. I believe her. Whoever wins the Rumble. Sorry. I wrote down WrestleMania. I meant yes. the Rumble. Look out. I'm going to mess you up. Becky comes out. Foreshadowing a possible WrestleMania match. Who knows? Would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. I don't think. I mean, they've. I'm sure they've wrestled, but I don't think we've really seen them have like a match match, like a big match. Right. Um, Becky calls Rhea a bear. Um, she calls them that, you know, they are the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. And she thinks Rhea's a better wrestler than she is. And she hears that. voices in her head. She's, she's like Randy. I think here's my issue with Becky, who I really love. I love watching her wrestle. I think Becky Lynch is the coolest. But this thing bothers me that she does. Becky 
cannot seem to move past i am a scrappy underdog and it's like becky you haven't been a scrappy underdog in five years girl it's you've got to like yes you're smaller than Rhea. that's not compelling well and there was a minute there you know when the whole the man thing started being her moniker where it's like that underdog thing was kind of gone she's like no i just kick ass all the time but now we've circled back around to scrappy underdog and it doesn't make sense it doesn't track it's, or don't call yourself the man anymore framed, i don't know well i think it's framed in this really weird way where like becky went to the top of the mountain and now these challengers come and every time she questions herself and it's like aren't you on like the seventh challenger the seventh you challenger know? and it's like the same challengers <laughs> over and over right. again right yeah like i guess i i just want becky to freshen her promo game a little bit she, cause she's good at promoing. It's just like, I don't know, get a little bit of new material. So Rhea's really hoping that Becky wins so that she can murder her at WrestleMania. Which is really sweet. I think that's the nicest thing you can say to a wrestling colleague. I think so too. Like, I hope you win so I can kill you later. I mean, that's, that's I want nice. to end you myself. So, I mean, I would love to see that match. I would absolutely love it. I mean, hundred percent. They both know how to put on a great match. So, yeah, they've proven themselves on the biggest stages. So, I think it would be really awesome. Rhea and Becky aside, there's something much more important that we need to talk about. The so most important thing ever. Like, we thought a couple weeks ago that the most important, greatest thing to happen on WWE or in wrestling in the world ever happened. But no, they've outdone themselves. It keeps happening. If you weren't looking closely, and you know, I guess it's possible to have missed it. Finn and Damien have a match against Miz and our Truth. So mm-hmm. awesome, Truth reunited. As they've introduced Judgment Day, and they're coming, <laughs> coming down the ramp, off to the right of like the hooded figures. <laughs> is our truth <laughs> his, his beautiful smiling face superimposed inside Blowing. of a hooded figure with the live laugh love banner underneath him it's one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my entire life i've never wanted to hang a live laugh love sign in my house but if i could get an our truth live laugh love sign yes. i'd put one in every room it was so wonderful like it's such a I don't know if I want to call it a subtle joke, but it's such a great place for a joke. Like, put it in the graphic. Like, (laughs) it's so so absurd. It's abs. (laughs) I think so. I was talking to my husband about this. I feel like one of the reasons that Our Truth is so funny is kind of the same reason that KO is so funny that they will say and do the most absurd things, but act as if it is completely normal and reasonable. And they don't even notice that you think it's weird. And they do that in very different ways, but it is hilarious. Yeah, it's, oh God, it was so beautiful. Um, I died. There's a part, I guess we kind of, I, I glossed over earlier and I apologize for that, but when Damien was talking to R-Truth and he told him not to tag in right during the match. And R-Truth of course did not understand and just kept giving him the giant wink. Oh God. Um, (laughs) So the match that follows is bonkers, like in a good way, obviously. 
our truth is spilling money all over the mat, trying to shove it into Finn's pockets. Like this is your cut, man. Take it. <sighs> um, uh, JD wants a cut. Like, where's no cut. my cut? And you know, once again, our truth has to point out the our truth. You're not in the judgment day. It's not He's charity, not. okay? It's like Judgment Day budget business, and JD has no business in that business. Only members get cuts. Right, and jackets. No one? I, they need members-only jackets that say live, laugh, love on them. That'd be amazing. They do. Oh, or like those shiny kind of jackets that like Laverne and Shirley had. Yes, like the satin kind of baseball yes, style jacket. Yes, thank you. Yes. yes. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd buy one of those. Dad, make it happen. Get together. Um. So ultimately, our truth punches <laughs> punches JD McDonough off the side of the ring, um, because he's trying to defend Judgment Day. Um, he's trying to help. It's just kind of like hijinks throughout the match. I mean, there's actually, you know, obviously good wrestling. Um, there's a point of tension, right? Where our truth and Damien are facing off and Damien's like, bro, what are you doing? Our he gets so hurt. Getting it. <laughs> well, I think there's that moment where like our truth is like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take out Damien and Damien turns around and catches him. And it's just like, how, how could you? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, sadly, Finn and Damien win this and not awesome truth. It was a real can't win them all. It was. Um, I need this our true thing to go on forever. So for the rest of our lives, like I, I ask for so little, Dad, and you know you could really deliver this to me. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want to mention so, about that match? Nope, just that I am on the same page as you. I am really living, laughing, and loving this. <laughs> Well, you know who else is living, laughing, and loving? Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Absolutely. He, he embodies that. He has a, rewarded us with another bonkers video. I just, I love him so much. So he's um, hangry. Mm -hmm. And he says that it's not over with Cody until Shinsuke says it's over with Cody. But he's going to table that for now. But he's got other shit to do. Right? He's going to focus on the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. As should we all. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he is either, but I think he's going to be real fun to watch while he's in it. I know. I love him. So, yes. Another another wonderful video from, uh, I almost said from Cody, from Shinsuke. I just keep him coming. Keep him coming. I love him. It's beautiful. He's going to feast on the dreams of 29 men. That's a lot of dreams to feast on. He's been um, going to the Freddy Krueger workshop. And so he's <laughs> really like dialed in. Um, he knows how to like work around Hypnosil. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't have any fears. He knows how to kill Jason if Jason shows up in there. Like he's ready. We're going to need some real dream warriors on this. People who are bad beautiful. and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's not afraid to turn into a bunch of tiny meatballs on a pizza. Nor should he be. 
Oh, that's so gross. That's one of the grossest things in those movies. Nasty. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the main event of the night, shall we? Dun, dun, dun. Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins in a main event championship match. Mm-hmm. Who would have guessed it? Where did, I mean, it came out of nowhere. You know what? Jinder is done being hindered, okay? He's had enough. You know, He's the man. You said, you said to me the other day, you were talking about hinder and gender, and I was like watching this and I couldn't remember the word. So I'm just like watching this whole match going like, what word, what word was she saying? What was with gender? Like nothing rhymes. Like, <laughs> thank you for saying hinder. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, gender comes out with Indushare. Yes, they're still here. His two henchmen. I really enjoy seeing these guys. I don't know why. I think they're like, they genuinely strike fear into me as wrestlers. Like they are huge, scary dudes and we never get to see them wrestle. And I kind of yes. enjoy watching them wrestle because they're so brutal. Yes. But we don't really get to see them. Um, as the wrestling is happening, mm. a little thing happens that you referred to earlier. Once again, our friend Damian Priest wanders out with his briefcase in hand, assessing the situation. I, I mean, let's focus on the positive here. Damian still has the briefcase. He has not failed to cash it in. Damian looked amazing on Monday night. So hot. Um, Damien is really, for the most part, handling this R-Truth situation with kindness. Those are the positives I have. That's true. I think those are really good positives. Yeah, but they don't really stack up to actually, I don't know, winning a title. I know. I'm getting scareder and scareder that they're just going to be like, oop, you ran out of time, buddy. Sorry. Got to give it back. Sorry, bro. You got a fish or cut bait. Um, so Damien is once again thwarted by Drew McIntyre. Um, they fight their way out the door, I guess. <laughs> they just kind of like yes. disappear into the night fighting. Um, it's a massive I'm man smash fight. Yes. I'm wondering if at some point Damien just like clobbers Drew with the briefcase. So he's like knocked out cold and is like finally going to cash in. I have to say though, like the point Damien chose to come out is weird. Like, yes. The match hadn't been going very long. Seth, like, wasn't really in any real danger like i don't know damien what did you think was gonna happen i think too frequently damien is like hey guys check it out <laughs> like, like, no this is fundamentally not how this is done no he really i think he's like doing one of two things one he doesn't know what the fuck's going on which mm. is probably more mm. likely two compelling he's really trying out new things he really wants to change the way things are done shake it up right yeah, like what if yeah. i came out while everyone was paying attention wouldn't that be more badass when i win mm-hmm. he's a disruptor okay <laughs> he's his own startup absolutely he is disrupting the championship briefcase industry and really changing the game and like all startups he is going to be out of that business in three to six months that's unfair to startups but i don't think it's totally wrong um and he'll underpay his employees uh so ultimately indu share indu indu share sorry 
get booted because they're Very you know stout. up to no good which shocks no one um mm. the match i mean i i don't think it was like a great match it was fine okay you know? i'm gonna say something mean-spirited you're not gonna get a great match when jinder yeah. mahal is this I, okay look I think Jinder has some stuff going for him. Let's do the same thing we did for Damien. Jinder is in Aww. great shape. Jinder has really built his mic skills. You know what? When yeah. I see Jinder in like out of ring clothes, he looks more stylish than I've ever seen him look. He's learned mm -hmm. how to dress really well. Yeah. Um, and I will say dad is a huge troll because Jinder got two near pins. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. And I, I got like, nervous. No, you won't troll us this hard will you oh my god i was like is this gonna happen and and spouse was like okay gender's gonna win seth enters the rumble <laughs> so seth can win the, the rumble and then take the title back and i was like i don't think that's gonna happen but he hinders the shit out of gender immediately <laughs> he's gonna add a new move to his repertoire called the gender hinder mm-hmm mm-hmm so yeah i mean seth retained thankfully i like you said there were a couple moments in there that i was like really but luckily no that's true it all worked out in the end so who's gonna take seth's title idk because you know at wrestlemania they like to have 12 main events so i'm sure seth will defend at wrestlemania unless he loses it before that but i mean if he made it through 18 matches with um a shattered spine i think he can make it to wrestlemania i mean for a man with no legs one broken arm ribs protruding from his body he's doing great yeah um <laughs> somehow he has made it through so mm -hmm. we are just over a week away from royal rumble mm-hmm very exciting so i think our next episode will be our predictions yes and as always research informed data backed determined yes. with a team of scientific experts yeah we have statisticians on staff uh, uh -huh. so you can trust our picks uh, you can take those to draft wrong. kings or whatever it is that yes. people like to bet <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for listening. Remember, you can reach out to us on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com, or you can say hello to us over on the artist formerly known as Twitter, also known as X, at WIFGirlsPod. We would love to hear from you. If you listened last week, we did hear from someone, and we talked about that person for like 10 minutes. So, you know, you might just get a shout out. We hope you have a wonderful week and remember to mark today off on your Royal Rumble countdown calendar. 